Welcome back. This is Fantastic Pains and How We Hide Them. I'm not Chris. And I'm definitely not Karina. <laughs> I'm a little um, hyperactive today. But we're here together, oh, yeah. as hmm. usual. <laughs> I'm in timeout now. I'll see myself to the corner. It's just one of those days. Yes. Because we tried yesterday and it didn't work. Multiple failures. Yes. It just wasn't it. So we're back. Yay. For another try. With a topic. Yes. We didn't have a topic before. Interesting topics. I'm actually excited to talk about this because Mm -hmm. it's new or new to me anyway. Yep. Yep. Or new-ish to me anyway. You want to do the spiel? What are we? Yes. What? What? We are a chronic illness podcast. Yes. And EDS kind of focused. Well, because we, the two of us, as you can see, they look at it, look upon our zebra print and my zebra print. If you're looking at the video, um, there's two zebra stuffies and I'm wearing a zebra, zebra print top mm-hmm. because it is still Ehlers-Danlos Awareness Month. And we have Ehlers-Danlos type three, which is the hypermobility type. I don't think it's called type three anymore. I think it's just hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos. Yeah. Classification. Yes. We're right. That's the other part. So who knows what we are? Right. <laughs> Do we even exist? I don't know. We're on the spectrum. Which spectrum? Many, many All spectrums. the spectrums. Yep. <laughs> um, and along with focusing on chronic illness, we look at invisible experiences yes. and um, like mental health issues um, and kind of hearing from the more marginalized groups um, because our mission has kind of become many voices. So. Right. Well, there's so many shared experiences across yes. the board. Absolutely. When dealing with any of it. So. Yeah. So if you're new to us, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us where most podcasts can be found. Except for, for Apple. Apple, you indeed. Know, Apple. Yeah. Yeah. No, no <sighs> Apple. Hmm. Um, you can also find us on TikTok. There's some silly stuff over there. Um, we are siblings, so our dynamic gets a little bit crazy sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Um, anything else I missed? Discord. Oh, oh, yes. The Discord. Join our Discord if you are feeling a little lonely in your experiences. Our Discord family is amazing. Yes. Oh, my gosh. These are people that I respect the hell out of. Mm-hmm. They're phenomenal and amazing. Um, and then if you, too, are a zebra, go check out our Elder's Endless Awareness episode that came out the week before this episode did. Yep, yep. Um, we are super proud of it. I'm very excited. Yeah. Or I'm sorry. Will it be a week between? No, it'll be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, my timelines are messed up because you're in the future. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be last week's episode. Yes. Um, anything else? Check out our Teespring. Oh, yes. We have Teespring. some merch. We're adding some more designs. I think this week we'll try and get some of the actual Fantastic Pains designs. Yes. Up. And then I think yeah. that's it. And we're working on a couple other designs for some more um, less Fantastic Pains branding, more um, just fun designs you can wear. Yes. So keep checking back. It'll be fun stuff. Well, now that the shilling is over. Indeed. It is time for the weekly recap. Check in. Here we go. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. I have to kind of remember. I know. I'm like, I don't know what happened. Something happened. Oh, we had to reshoot. That's right. Yes. I spent a lot of time on the channel this week. Yeah. Doing upgrades, small things, little right. changes. Right. Because last week we um, 
So we shot our first half of the Ellers Danless Awareness video. Yeah. And then we went back and reshot the second portion so that it was a little more refined with some The time open stamps. letters. Yeah, the open letters parts we yeah. we did a great job on. I'm so thrilled. I'm happy with that. Yeah. So if you're listening to it all the way through, it's gonna be a little repetitive. Um, but that's simply because we have two different sections in there. One for the newly diagnosed or newly chronic illness experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one for the ones that we care about. So yeah. our well friends and family and spouses and anyone that needs to hear it right. really yeah. to help you understand. Exactly. Help you be more understood. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we did that. Yep. Um, I spent a lot of time with the kids this week. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of bro yeah. days. I got to, uh, my daughter took a mental health day and we uh-huh. hung out all day, which was good. Yeah. She did some cleaning and then she got to hang out. Right. It was fun. Which it was is a good, cool. good relaxing week for once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think a whole lot happened this week. Um, I had some appointments. But beyond that, like I, nothing, nothing is sticking out too drastically in my yeah. memory. I remember Monday was terrible. <laughs> Monday felt horrible. Mm. Was it Monday or was it Sunday? I might be wrong. I think it was Monday. I think you're right. Yeah. Monday was just bad. Yeah. It hurt. Um, I think we're starting to adjust to the pressure, but it still kind of surprises us every now and then. Mm. Because if you are like us, you are sensitive to barometrics. And I can generally tell you a storm is coming two days ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Like I woke up this morning and I was like, it has to be raining. Something is going on. (laughs) What is going on here? Yeah. Um, And we are forecast for rain on Tuesday. Yep. And I was like, aha, there it is. Bummer. (laughs) Um, yeah, weekly recap for me. I always have to go back and look at our messages because if there was anything that happened, it was communicated to you. A lot of sleep. Generally. Yeah. I needed a lot of sleep. Yeah. Um, yeah, Wednesday we were together and then I don't know. I don't think there was. Pretty chill week. Yeah. You worked on your art stuff. Yes. I actually picked up a new hobby, Mm -hmm. which was fun. And um, I, I don't think you can even see it. It's, and I don't really want to flip off the camera either. But I have a gigantic blister on my hand because I saw a TikTok and I have ADHD. And <laughs> <clears throat> I watched this woman carving um, linoleum to make prints. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And so I went and I bought a bunch of stuff and I am doing that. Um, so I've been playing around with that, which has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Because it's, it's been a minute since I had any kind of, like, hyper-focus. Yeah. I'm not a big hobbyist. No, but it's, I mean, as far as they go, it's a good one. Yeah. It's not too expensive. Right. It, it's really, <clears throat> it has a lot of creativity in it. Mm-hmm. So you're getting your creative fix. Right. And there's a lot of just, like, I don't know, it's soothing. It's like Zen Garden. Yeah. But with knives. I don't know. <laughs> I cut myself several times. Zen Garden with knives. Right. <laughs> If you ask my grandfather, I'm high strung and need to be careful with knives. So. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, yeah. Teeth. Yeah. My my bone graft is leaking like the bone chips. Oh, I hate hate that. That's no good. No fun. Yeah. Oh, I have a crown that I have to get next week. Mm Which will be super fun. So exciting. (laughs) Um, Oh, and then I've been this was I had my third pain and PTSD group That's right. and that was really fascinating because we're, we're digging more in to 
I don't know, more more into the meat of it, right? Yeah. Less in the like, this is all review. So I think weeks one and two, I wasn't in week one, but week two was the one that I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. This is horrible and awful and I feel alone. Um, but yeah, no, week two and three were better. And then this week's been interesting. Yeah. Just, just interesting. Because you hear a lot more from people um, just... I don't know. She was talking about, I'm trying to remember what the prompt was. Right. Um, oh, we've been focusing on like stuck points. And so stuck points are like the stories we tell ourselves and kind of fall back on over and over and over again. Um, so like our core beliefs about ourselves in a negative light. So for me, one of those is absolutely like if I have to ask to have my needs met, I'm an inconvenience mm-hmm. or I'm the problem. And then the other core belief that like i don't i don't know if i can ever let go of this one just trauma based right is that i would rather meet my own needs or attempt or or have them go unmet than ask to have them met and oh then yeah yeah they're not right because that where like rejection piece is really bad yeah so i'm bad at asking for help that's what we've learned here today um <laughs> on a core level yeah yeah. it's it's fundamentally you right which is why like i don't even consider it like i don't it doesn't pop into my head to be like you need help to do this mm-hmm. it's like you need to do this how creative can we be to do this right <laughs> on my own i used to do that, do that too before i did group yeah group was really what helped me with a lot of that stuff yeah we haven't really talked about group Mm-mm. so much and this is my first experience doing any kind of group therapy yeah so it's been really fascinating um but yeah no i there was a woman there who like bless your soul i wish i could have people <laughs> like I, I wish i could reach out and be like here watch our podcast yeah you, you will feel less alone not because shilling but because i don't know the, the mission is to help people not feel so alone mm-hmm. and these people really really feel alone and that makes me really sad. Oh, my God. Because I remember what that's like. And it's not a good feeling. No. It doesn't feel good no. to be like, I'm the only one. I'm in the dark. I'm all by myself. Nobody cares. And then having to deal with it, the chronic illness that you have at yeah. the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just spirals. Mm-hmm. Like it feeds into itself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ugh. Um. So, yeah, working through those stuck points, there was a lot of... It was really interesting because I found that... For other chronic pain sufferers, blame is a really big factor. See, I hadn't encountered that yet. Which is just like I hadn't so really. Strange. We'd never really talked about it in our group. No, I guess no one really was experiencing it. Yeah. But it is. It makes sense that it would be a part of it. I just kind haven't of. seen it. Kind of like because this is like people who believe like I'm cursed. I must have done something horrible in the last life. Um, like I deserve this somehow. Yeah. Which is like I can I can kind of relate to the like I deserve this somehow piece, but well, for some people they have to justify. There has to be a reason. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Right, like for us, it's like we're like genetics. We were born with it. Right, exactly. You know, or I mean, we don't we don't have that need to to justify it. It just is. Right. But for some people, they need to have a reason. Mm. Yeah, because that was one of the weird things I found in the second week was that they were one of the writing assignments was like to 
explain why you think you're in pain. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was born? I don't know what... What? Right. What? Yeah. So for me, it's never been... Like, we've never questioned it, I don't think. Right. We've always questioned it on a different level of, like, maybe everyone feels this way and I just can't handle it. Yeah. That was huge. That was really big growing up. We also didn't have normal lives that were interrupted by an incident or... It was just, it's always been this way. Right. We didn't get sick. Right. We just got sicker. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people in your in your group have <clears throat> had their lives now interrupted by this. Right. Well, and it's interesting because I think there's a lot of, because we talked about the like medical gaslighting as well, mm-hmm. where she talked about like not being believed for a lot of years, for a lot of years and not knowing what was wrong with her. And I'm wondering if she almost still doesn't know what's wrong with her. So mm. that intrigues me. And I'm always like, is it EDS? <laughs> Have you is it EDS? EDS? <laughs> Do you know? Have you met EDS? <laughs> you might have that. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. But I just relate so strongly to the like medical gaslighting and not knowing what's going on with yeah. you. That I understand. Mm-hmm. But it was... It is. It's totally a foreign idea of like blame mm-hmm. and feeling like you deserve it or earned it or. Yeah. Something you did. She brought she, this on you. Yeah. She literally said, I feel cursed. Wow. And I was like, that is an intense feeling. Well, there's got to be more than one thing, too. Yeah. If, if she's feeling cursed, there's probably multiple things that right. happened in succession. Well, she was talking about at one point she had like a blood transfusion and was in the hospital. Oh, wow. And her family, shitty family, I don't know, um, was like, essentially, you're going to be a burden at one point or another. Great. And so I think she kind of shut down from there and was like, I guess I'm a burden. Like, yeah, I'll adopt that into my stuff now, too. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I don't think we've ever... F- I don't know, not, I felt like an emotional burden for a lot of years. Yeah. Because I was essentially feral mm-hmm. when I moved in with my husband. Um, and so I was like this like really cagey, <laughs> just feral. I was feral. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Um So I understand like feeling like an emotional burden and I understand fighting to not become a burden. Yeah. But I don't know. Have you ever like how how does that work in your mind? What being a burden? Yeah. Or like feeling like a burden or Um, I definitely felt like I was um, during the Depression era. Mm -hmm. The like I felt like everything I did was just unnecessary like. Anything that was to help me, I felt like was I was imposing on other people for help. If that makes right. sense. Like if I needed well, a ride, even I'd be like, "Well, I if I I'm have not to worth ask it. to have my needs met, right. I am a problem." Exactly. And you know, I was super depressed anyway, so yeah, <laughs> that would just I would then beat myself up over it. Right. So I mean, in that sense, I felt I was a burden. Mm-hmm. Like for a long time, that went on, but I've never really felt like EDS made me a burden to anybody. Right. It just was yeah. and is. Yeah. No, more of the depression <laughs> stuff. More than anything. So you and I are kind of on the same level. Hold on. I'm losing my voice. Give me a second. <laughs> One. <coughs> she found Two. it. Two. Um, yeah, you and I are kind of on the same level where it's like, it felt like an emotional burden. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But 
I never really felt otherwise. Yeah. And I mean, we've had good support, though, too. Yeah. Even when we were at, like, our worst points, it's like mm-hmm. our spouses still supported us. And right. Still had family. Yeah. To some extent. like. Well, and I feel like we were left to our own devices enough in childhood that we are fairly good at the metacognition piece. Yeah. Where we are good at thinking about our own thinking and examining our own thinking. Yeah. And adopting new ideas. Very um, true. Very true. So last time I had um, some my pain psych, we were talking about because she's I think she's starting to understand me a little bit more as time goes on. Yeah, because <laughs> it's so funny how it works because she'll ask me things like, well, are you scared? Because when I had that, oh, I don't even know if I addressed this last week. Maybe not. But when I had that really bad dysautonomic thing going on mm-hmm. and they were doing all the EKGs <clears throat> and she was like, well, how are you feeling about that? And I was like, annoyed frustrated and annoyed yeah and she was like well are you like scared are you worried and i was like nope. no not even a little <laughs> and then she like it confused her because she's like well that's not what i was because i think she thought for a while that i was just like repressing stuff oh yeah yeah and not addressing things and i'm like no i really don't feel scared about it and she's we like, don't repress no <clears throat> and she's like what did she say to me she was like do you have faith that nothing is wrong in your body? And I was like, yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. She's like, but it could be a heart problem. That doesn't scare you. And I'm like, no, no, because I know it's not a heart problem. Even if it was, I don't think you'd become scared. No, because like, I don't. When I had that, that, uh, the angiogram. angiogram, I wasn't, I sat there for. Even when you told me you were in the hospital, I was like, oh. Right. And I wasn't worried. Right, exactly. And I even told you I wasn't worried. And you were like, me neither. No. I sat there for like two days and, and you know, the nurses kept checking out. Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, no, I'm great. Yeah. I'm good. Even when we were, when we were doing it, I was like, this should be stressing me out, but right. this is too cool. Yeah. Like well, being able to, to see, see it. it. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird. And she was like, you're not scared. You're not worried. No. And you really think nothing's wrong. I was like, yeah, dude, nothing nothing is wrong (laughs) when i worry about things it's that i i worry that nothing is going to show up on scans exactly that is our fear and that's where like a lot of it comes from i don't know we just have a very different way of viewing things i think Mm -hmm. and it's hard to nail down because yeah pain doctors don't quite know what to do with us they are confused and perplexed by us at least mine like it because like, yeah. I always end up with the cool ones. Like, I have David right now yeah. and Megan before him and Vanessa. They were all, like, I would just be straight up with them and tell them exactly what was going on. Right. What I felt was going on. And they were like, wow, you're really, you're really well informed. I'm like, yeah, well, you know. I kind of live in here in this meat <laughs> suit, so, yeah. But, yeah, I've had some that, that were like, are you sure about that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just taken aback by, by yeah. the way I approached it, I guess. Right. Like... I don't know. They just they're confused mm-hmm. by our reactions to things, which is fascinating. But like Harper said, we just don't care. Like, yeah, life's too short. Right. And I just I don't have and I don't know how many times I can say it. I don't have self-preservation. <laughs> nope. I lack it entirely. It doesn't pop up in my brain. It doesn't work that way. Uh, I'm I'm here in this body and uh I have more FOMO than fear. Yeah. So 
it's just it's fascinating to me fun love than fear right well (laughs) it's a good tagline i do i'm (laughs) like i would rather be doing stuff Mm -hmm. and risk injury than protecting my body why 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 would i do that Mm -hmm. and that 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 confuses me and i'm like and i know my confusion confuses other people because they're like yeah you're not afraid of hurting yourself and you're like fuck no Mm -hmm. Why would I be afraid of the thing that is inevitable and will happen daily no matter what I do? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's, we do just approach activities as like, right. this is going to hurt. And I think we're I don't like, I don't put that into the, the, the equation anymore. I'm not like, yeah. oh, it's going to hurt. It's like, going to hurt like, anyway. Right. Exactly. It's just, it is. <laughs> You're like, the pain will come. I'm used to it. It will be there and it will. It's fine. Yeah. This is not unusual or abnormal. That's just so interesting. But yeah, no, I think she's finally starting to kind of understand where I'm at in the world. (laughs) But it's just, it's fascinating to listen to other people. Does she run the the group? Yeah, she runs it with somebody else. um, Eli, somebody, I don't remember what his name is. But they run it together and they have like, right now the homework is, hmm, that I haven't been doing. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) They're like, do a sheet every day. Um, it's like an ABC chart. So I think of it as an ABC chart because in SPED, we do the like antecedent consequence or behavior consequence. Right. Yeah. 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 And so this is like antecedent as in like what happened, what triggered you. And then the next piece is like, what is the associated stuck point? Okay. And then how did you feel about it? And that like working through PTSD kind of stuff. Yes, Could, so like, she was, they are like, that. you need to have at least one that's PTSD based and one that is pain based. Okay, well, but you need based. to do one every day. Right, exactly. I'm like, I don't have, I don't feel anything about the pain no. aside from irritation. Wait, let's let's go through it. Let's say, like when I rearranged the office, which I did, mm-hmm. I hurt my left hip. Yeah. So then, the anesthesia would be moving the couch. Yep. Then, the what was it be. The stuck point. The stuck point. Like the story you tell yourself about it. So like moving the couch caused a thing. Yeah. The story I tell myself about it. Right? That's hard. It's like I I moved the couch and hurt myself. Yeah. Like, it makes more sense for me in the PTSD range. Oh, in PTSD, that makes sense. Yeah. Like I could do that easy peasy. Right. Like <laughs> but, I did one yesterday. Yeah. Because huh, both of us were triggered yesterday. It was, it was great. fun. So awesome. But... Like that I can do where you're like, the thing happened. Um, The story I told myself was based in like, it's the same thing over and over again. Mm. And it's never going to stop, basically, I guess. Um, And then the feeling around it was like anxiety and powerlessness. So I could say like the story I told myself was that it was going to happen anyway. (laughs) Right. Like it was bound to happen and... Right. I should have expected it. I did expect it. Yeah. And I I took measures not to make it worse. Right. But I had to move the couch by myself. So it was, you know, I had to put effort into it. Right. And uh, the way I felt about it was tired. Right. And they're like, we need an emotion. An emotion. I I didn't have an emotional response to it. The body. Right. There wasn't an emotional response. There was, okay. So I. It hurts now. (laughs) Yeah. I tried to set it and then everything was fine. Yeah. And I didn't feel a way about it. Pain is just, it is. It just is. Now, if we go into PTSD, that's easy. Yes. Like, 
hell, I could do. I was triggered the other night from uh, random fireworks going off at like three in the morning. Oh, no. So what was the event? The event was panic attack. Yep. <laughs> uh, what caused it? Flashback memories of people getting shot. <laughs> um, and the way I felt about it was terrified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, easy peasy. Yep. Right. And I can, but applying it to pain does not work for it me. It doesn't at all. make sense. Mm -hmm. And so, like, even when we talked about the pacing piece, I was like, I don't pace in a task. I can pace between tasks. Mm -hmm. Like, I can finish a task, take a break, and then go into the next task. But I can't break within one task. Right. Because I need momentum, and it's not like, I don't know. It's so strange to me that people fear pain. I mean, we used and to I though get when it. we were little, like as kids. In a way, like, like were you, you ever afraid of getting shots? Something and stuff? was wrong. No, because I never got shots. Oh yeah, I remember when I was really little. It used to freak me out, but I got over it. Yeah, like I remember Sarah. Like siblings would cry when they would see like blood. Oh yeah, I screamed my whole first like four or five years, just in general about anything and everything. And then it was like, got it out of your system. Okay, I guess I got to deal with it on my own because yeah. nobody's going to help me. And then uh, that's how I approached it. Fair. <laughs> was like, <clears throat> okay, I guess I'm going to be in pain and no one's going to believe me. And that's just the way it is. And I will have to figure out how to cope. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, stuck points just doesn't make sense to be in pain. Yeah. I can see how that would be frustrating. Right. Because I don't, there's not a, like a story that I tell myself. About the pain. Right. Everything else, though. Right. Like, emotionally, absolutely. Yeah. And, like, PTSD-wise, absolutely. I'm trying to think of something similar that we would have done in my group, but most of what they, they were doing was just coping mechanisms. Yeah. And grounding and, like, how to... What we do, how to, how to like, kind of separate yourself from, from the pain. Right. But we learned it instinctually, I think, mm -hmm. which is why it's almost foreign now because for us we were we were never the body right and the body wasn't us no i've always there was always like two separate things there was always a wall between the two yeah no i remember thinking about that as a kid like yeah. especially when i hurt myself sailing or something mm -hmm. being like okay great i've ruined the meat suit <laughs> i've yes. hurt the mech it is now in pain well because part of it i think comes from the trauma of being like if I get hurt, it costs money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it was like a commodity kind of thing. I'm a not a commodity. <laughs> Dr. Tran. Dr. Tran. <laughs> <laughs> don't go look it up. It's horrible. Look it up. It's fantastic. Oh, if you don't like my cussing, it's going to be really bad. Right. If you don't like you. bad words, don't watch it. I only said two so far. I'm really sorry. I love She's you. counting now. I'm trying. I'm trying really hard. I'm impressed. Ugh. It's hard, but I don't know. But then they go back to this idea of like guilt over it. Right. But we've never. How are they feeling guilt? Like, are they feeling guilty that they have the thing and they're imposing on people? Or do they feel guilt? Like, how, how does it apply? I think it's just like undirected. I think what they really mean when they say guilt is shame. Okay, yeah. Because it took me years to find the distinction between the two because I would just have like guilt built up inside of me yeah. all the time. And I always felt like I had done like done something wrong or oh, that yeah, I that was feeling, wrong yeah. or 
right? Like that lived in me for a long time. And then I don't even remember how I figured this out, but I learned that it was different. Guilt is over something that you actually have done. Right. And feel remorseful for. Shame is imposed on you. Mm -hmm. And that made sense to me. Because I was like, yep, the feeling that I have is absolutely imposed on me from the outside. Yeah. And so when I was able to make the distinction, I think it was easier for me to separate from it. Oh, yeah. But it's so, I don't know, it's just so interesting to hear other people talk about their experiences. Hmm. I'd like to get somebody on who has a chronic condition that, like, discovered it or had it happen halfway through. Right. Because their perspective would be very interesting. Yeah, because, again, like, they we didn't it and... become ill. Mm-hmm. We were, we were always been ill. We just get more ill. That was creepy, but awesome. <laughs> we had a child come through and like pull the door slightly aside and go, you. I love you. <laughs> He's cute. <laughs> he was checking to see if we were doing stuff because he wants the TV, I bet. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's just. I would love to hear from somebody like that because I but I I don't know how we would go about asking those questions without. I don't know, because I don't want I don't want it to be like, oh, we we cope better than you. No, that's I just want to know no. what the thought process is. Right, it's just the their mental route. Like, how did yeah. how do they approach things? Right, like how did it affect them? How yeah. did it change them? Right, exactly. Because that's the thing is like the change. Mm-hmm. I think is really big. Because again, like there's a lot more grief for people who were once well. Right. There's a lot more grief and like they have to mourn the life they had before and the future they thought they were going to have. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas we kind of in passing mourn the like theoretical, I guess, like, oh, I could have done this thing. Had if I anything, not, blah, like, blah, blah. Once we found out, I retroactively was able to get rid of a lot of shame. Right. Because we were able to apply a filter to it. Right. Being that like, made well, sense. it makes sense that I couldn't do this, this and this then yeah. because I had this going on. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't and it was made like up. we were able to come like go back to experiences and go, I wasn't faking. There was a reason mm-hmm. this wasn't for attention. It all yeah. makes sense through this lens. And so for us, it was all about like finding a name. Like figuring out what the thing was. And once we had the name, it was better. I mean, (laughs) basically we were looking for validation. Yes. (laughs) Oh yeah. And, and, and I needed, um, I needed a name for the kids. Yeah. So that if they had it, then we would know what to do. That's true. You want to take a break? Yeah. Let's do that. All right, friends. You should know what you need to do by now, but hopefully. Well, there um, are, there are some new people. Oh, there are. Welcome to the channel, our new friends. I'm so excited. Our channel is growing quite a bit and has grown quite a bit in the last couple weeks. Um, And we are extremely grateful. Yeah. So excited to see what comes next. Um, But again, if this is your first time or if you just need the reminder, you need to drink some water. Yeah. You need to take your meds if you forgot. Yep. Have a snack. Yes. Um, Maybe go outside. Enjoy the weather if it's nice. Yeah. If it's not, be sad and mourn the rain. Sit by a window. Have a, a melancholic moment. Put your hand on it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretend you're looking at a train window in the rain. Yeah, we need it. It's cathartic. Yeah, Do it. there you go. Um, yes. So 
Get some sunlight if you can. Do something cozy for yourself. Check in with you. Mm, that's this huge. Is, this is one that I'm trying to work on is kind of stopping for a moment and checking in and seeing how am I feeling? How am I feeling in my body? Yep. And then kind of getting in touch with my body for a minute and letting those feelings be there without applying a narrative to them. Yeah. Which is new and interesting. Kind of let them wash over you. And yeah. Because I'm a big one it. for like rationalizing my feelings. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm very good at rationalizing my feelings. Oh, boy. Um, so I don't have to feel them. There you go. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, feel your feels. Um, have a snack. Drink some water. Take your meds. And we will see you in a minute. Fantastic Pains now has merch. I know we've been promising it for a while, but it is here. Um, you can find our stuff at fantastic-pains.creator-spring.com. We have t-shirts, hoodies, leggings, wine coolers, I guess you can call them, and my very favorite backpack. So take a minute, go check us out. Welcome back. How was your break? <laughs> Ours was uh, pretty good, actually. It was yeah. nice. It's very nice outside. Yes, very. It's lovely. And we had some good conversations, kind of mm -hmm. trying to wrap our minds around these ideas. We're going to continue our conversation from earlier. Yes. Because we need to get to the point. Right. We'll find we, it. We got to find it. Well, and I think we're going to lead from like the mental health aspect of like, it's a lifelong thing. Yeah. Right? That's a lot of people don't really. Right. Think of it that way because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well, I've been doing great lately. Right. And then they get that one misstep and then they're back to the beginning. Right. It's it's all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Even especially, when you're doing great. Yeah. Especially when you're looking at like chemical imbalances and mm -hmm. PTSD, because what we know about trauma is that it literally changes your brain chemistry. Yeah. It changes the neural pathways. <clears throat> it alters your brain yeah. and you have to do like actual cognitive work <laughs> to repair the damage from that. Yeah. It's one of the things that, um, the, that Lib Libby was talking about with me before Yeah, is practicing all your skills when you're doing well. Yes. You have so to keep, you have to keep them sharp and uh -huh. up to date. And it's yeah. so easy to be like, well, I've been fine lately. I haven't needed to practice them. Right. No, that's when you need to practice them <laughs> so that you're ready for when, Right. You misstep. Because if you don't practice them, you're not going to be able to access them in times of need. Mm -hmm. Like when you are spiraling, you can't access those skills if you haven't been able to practice them and make new neural pathways. Yeah. Because it's literally what you're attempting to do is you're trying to train your brain out of its lazy path. Because what we know about the mind is like you're, it's going to take the shortest. It's going to take the shortcut every time. Yeah. Unless we actually create new pathways we also need to take a second and um introduce the zebras oh, that have yes. been sitting here the whole time yeah we have two squishmallow zebras that are with us that my husband got for us they are amazing they're very cute and we need to name them mm -hmm. so we're going to let the community decide like it's up to you guys yep put it in comments put it on on discord yes name the zebras let us know what you want yeah we have good old zebra one and good old zebra two. Yep. We'll keep them straight eventually because they have different patterns. So we yeah. can actually delineate. Which I love. I love that they're different. Like that's that's fun to me. I like they're that. They're so soft here. Their manes. They're really, really soft. And they're little. So they're not so giant. And Dooney, I love you. But Bud, 
you're a little hefty. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm also going to include a, a shot of the office. We oh, said yes. we would after we redid the studio. I, uh-huh. I did move it around. And we agree that it's a lot better oh, this it's way. so cozy. I love it. It's just nice. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take a picture at the end. Yeah. I'll do like a video and then yeah. I'll clip it in. Ta-da. Look at all the stuff that we have. It's beautiful. Mm, amazing. <laughs> Show off the nerd gear. Oh, yeah. Yes. And the Mallow collection. The Mallow collection. That Squishmallow thing is going to get bigger and bigger. Yes, it We're is. We're going to have more. <laughs> There's not going to be a couch anymore? We're going to build a mattress out of them. Oh, my God. That sounds almost <laughs> worthwhile. Because you just sink into it. Stitch them all together at the sides. <laughs> Anyways, back go. to our topic. Yes. Um. So, yeah. So, especially through the lens of, like, CPTSD. And you said something really interesting about it earlier. That I really, really liked. Which which bit did I say? Oh yeah, it is. It's it's like it's like fighting an addiction. Yeah. And it, it I mean it the parallels are amazing. Right. It and really I hadn't much ever thought about it that way. Yeah. But as soon as you said it, it like it hardcore clicks. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's lifelong mm-hmm. and it's going to come up when you least expect it. Right. Like it, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Yeah. You once can't it, ever drink responsibly without sliding back into that addiction right and the same goes with like bad self-talk or it you'll slide right back into your old habits and then Mm -hmm. you're back to square one right yeah so a lot of that is that like again the brain is so lazy (laughs) like it's it's an amazing thing but it will take the most used path yeah and if we aren't careful the most used path is still going to be the one of like panic attacks or um, angry outbursts or emotional dysregulation or, 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 you know. Yeah. I'm glad I don't get the, um, the, the angry outbursts. Yeah. That would, oh, I'd feel so bad about that. The guilt would yeah. be intense. Yeah. Well, and that's why, like, when I work with kids like that, I always have to remind the adults that I'm like, every interaction has to be a new interaction mm-hmm. because when they're walking back into your room after an incident, they're carrying a lot of guilt with them. Yeah. And if you reinforce that guilt, they're going to slide right into it and you're going to lose them again mm. because they need to know that there is like they can come back from mistakes. Yeah. Which is something we had to teach ourselves, too, was that like you could make mistakes and it wasn't the end of the world. <laughs> oh, man. That was what our spouses had to do for us. Yes. It was a lot of other people in our late teens mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to fix us. Yeah. Because God help me. And I still, like, to this day, I call it runaway brain, where I'm like, oh, something is wrong. Burn Bail. it all down. Yeah, no. Burn it down and run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> They no. hate me. Better make them hate me more. Well, and it would be something silly. Like you said, your story, you didn't change the vacuum once? Yeah. No, it was like the filter. I vacuumed with the filter out of the vacuum. Yeah. And I lost it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, I ruined a thing. And... For me, like monetary value is so deeply ingrained in my sense of shame yeah, um, and guilt and all of that because it just was. It was that like, oh, if I cost someone money, oh yeah, I'm a problem, right? You're a big problem. There's my stuck point right there. Yep. <laughs> like if I, even to this day, I think if I was like, if I had to have like super expensive medical treatment, I'd be like, mm, no, <laughs> I'll die before I put my family in debt. Yeah. No, I Cancer, get that. Cancer, no. We're not treating that. It's fine. We're just going to let whatever happens, happens. I don't know. We'll save <laughs> so, for the funeral. So unhealthy. Right? 
Yeah. But no, I mean, that's that's how it is. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just it's interesting because there's an aspect of that, like mental gymnastics to it. Oh, yeah. And the ways like we were we were talking about how some other people need there to be like a reason. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I forget what we were saying, but it made sense. Like it, it helped us understand it a little bit better mm-hmm. that there has to be a cause for it. Yeah. Because if there's not, then. Then what kind of world do you live in exactly. where bad things can just happen? Mm-hmm. Right. So I think a lot of people are like seeking reason. They're seeking like there has to be a point to it all. Yeah. Right. It can't just be. It's just exactly where we've come to a place in our lives where we're very good at like it just is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's in the like it is what it is kind of way and other times it's like I can accept every outcome right and then I'm comfortable with whatever happens not like comfortable but I know I am okay with whatever happens I will be okay Mm -hmm. and I think we kind of came to this through the podcast really where we talked about how you can be in pain and have it be okay Mm -hmm. right oh yeah I'm in pain and it's okay. Instead of I'm in pain, but it's okay. Yeah, the early days of the podcast, there was a lot of that. There's a lot of like kind of discovery about, I don't know, like time moves forward regardless. Oh, yeah. And for me, that's super comforting. I know for other people it's not, but like. No, it's it's one of our go-tos. Yeah. When you're in it and it feels like forever, it's not forever. It's not forever. This is a moment Mm -hmm. and the moment will pass. And then we will be okay. And then later we will not be okay again. And then we'll be okay. And then we won't be. My favorite is when, when uh, there was one time you you said it and I was manic. It was like in the last two months, like when I was having those weird manic episodes Mm -hmm. and I was like really upset by it. And then I just, I I literally thought about it for like a minute and I went from extremely angry to, okay, this will pass. Yeah. I just had to like think through it right. and get over the emotional response. Right. And be like, that's just a random response yeah. to nothing. Like, Oh my gosh. That's the other part. This just occurred to me actually is like, they have to validate the way they feel almost. Oh, you're right. That makes so much sense. Like you get defensive of your emotional response. Right. Because you're like, you're entitled to it. Mm-hmm. Right. You're like I'm suffering and I'm entitled to this emotional response. Yeah. Because sometimes it does like there there are points where giving into the dysregulation feels good. Mm-hmm. It feels good to let it go, like yeah. take off all the confines, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're like, I'll just sit in my feelings for a minute. Oh, yeah, I do that. Right. I do that a lot. So for some people like and I know for me, sometimes it does. It feels good to be out of control for a minute. Yeah. And you're like, I don't want to be back in control. <laughs> forget you like i'm not gonna calm that's, down that's basically what it, what it was is yeah. that i was like i just i have to get i have to let this out yeah feel the way i'm gonna feel about it and then right. come back to it and be fine yeah well and that was the other part that we learned kind of as we were going through things is that like if we found an outlet for it we did better and it lasted less it, it was shorter yeah right oh yeah Instead of letting things fester. And that's like, you definitely again, don't want with that the to say. explicit communication. And like, you don't want to run around with like, I'm going to carry all of this dysregulation. 
No. And then mask for everybody. No, I tried that for a while. It's not uh, fun. It is horrible. It's really bad. And it makes things so much worse. Yes. It, it's just a downhill slope once you start. Right. Well, it's like, do you remember like having meltdowns where even through the meltdown, you weren't even sure what you were melting down about? Oh, absolutely. And you'd kind of sort through reasons as you went through this meltdown. Right. There'd be like something on the, the core of it. And you some were like, surface level reason oh. that you start with. Like, yes. Oh, this is messy. And uh-huh. then it evolves into like something that's been bothering you for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Or like two or three different things that you're like, I needed to like figure out what the core of that emotional response yeah like where it was coming from right yeah but if we kind of addressed it as it was coming on we didn't have to like hold it in the pile i guess yeah (laughs) there were fewer things to sort through to get to the like the main point because i don't know about you but like once i got to that main thing i was like oh yeah oh yeah that's why i'm upset this makes sense now Mm -hmm. i'm okay (laughs) or i can like be okay i can work on being okay right you it i don't know it takes care of itself once you understand it at least right well and i think like like we've said before get it out of you get it out of you in your head and your body yeah it's like nightmares when you're a little kid and you're like oh i had this horrible dream and blah 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 and you start explaining it and you're like this really wasn't scary i don't know what this is about exactly i don't know why never mind i'm okay (laughs) roy did that to me the other day Mm -hmm. he's just like oh i had this really bad dream and he started telling me about it and he's like you know, it's not actually that scary. Right. But that's exactly <laughs> how it feels. Like once you are able to be like, here, let me purge this for myself in a regulated way. Mm-hmm. Then I don't have to carry it around and I don't have to like sit with that gross, heavy feeling in your body. Yeah. And I think that's part of what they're like addressing within the group is the relationship between the mental and the physical. Yeah. And how they influence each other and. What's interesting for me is that, like, I can identify emotionality within the body. Like, I I know what that feels like. Yes, exactly. I know what the anxiety feels like. I know what the, like, yuck feels like. I'm always, like, I don't know. Here we go. You can see right here. So, like, right in the base of my, like, diaphragm is where I carry emotional feeling. Yeah. And I know what that feels like. But also, if I'm, like, in heavy emotional output... I'm not thinking about the body. Right. And I'm not thinking about the pain. But I know for other people, like, that emotionality gets translated into, into an physical. increase yeah. in pain. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, people... I've had doctors ask, like, when I was going through November. <laughs> November was really bad. It was just... It was a lot. Um and I had a doctor ask me, he was like, has your pain increased while you're going through this? And I yeah. was like, I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do not in. know. Yeah. I have not been present in my uh, flesh prison. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, it definitely does, though. I've had yeah. that happen. Where just the the feeling of like bottling it up. Yes. Well, know. and you have to like. You have to rationalize it and then it turns into physical pain. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. the physical pain is easier to justify. What really got me was way. when I would have issues and I couldn't solve them. Yeah. Like I'd have be like, well, this and this happened and I can't solve it right now because I have, you know, there's mm-hmm. no way to address it. Yeah. So you're just sitting with it. That was the worst for me. That's when the, it would become physical pain. Yeah. It would translate because I, I was just sitting there and I'd be frustrated. Picking at it and yeah. like obsessing over. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Rather than like 
here it is. Let me put it on the table. Right. And like, and I, I mean, I don't know. I, I come back to that idea of like decisions make themselves when you have enough information. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I translate things now is like, here's a thing. Can I do anything about it? Right. Yes. Cool. Let's move on with that. No. Okay. We got to put it away for now right. because there's nothing to be done about it. Mm-hmm. And obsessing for me, like more recently, I guess in the last like two, three years, um, everything kind of becomes a measurement of energy output. Oh, definitely. And so for me, like even that Is emotionality, the yeah, energy? yeah, the emotionality piece is huge for that where I'm like, I could sit here and obsess over it, but that feels like a waste of energy. Oh, totally. Yeah. Or like engaging in social drama that I can't do anything about. Mm -hmm. That is a lot of emotional output that I'm like, (laughs) that's spoons I don't have. Um, No, thank you. Yeah. And actually, like, I think having to ration my energy has helped me to be a better internal communicator, Mm -hmm. I guess. You have to change the way you measure things. Oh, totally. And meter things. And Same. you can't obsess about things anymore right. unless you want to like drain all your battery. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that I look at and I'm like, well, that sucks. But also, there's nothing to be done. Right. So we're going to move on and wait for more information mm-hmm. or wait for another avenue to open up. Yep. Because, again, like that helpless piece, again, isn't forever. Like that, the situation will resolve itself at some point. Yeah. In some way. Because time moves forward. It does. I remember early days, like before we had the diagnosis, I would get stuck on like trying to find Mm. solutions Mm -hmm. and what it was or being impatient for surgeries, even like the very early stuff. Yeah. Being like, I need to, I need to do this and Mm -hmm. like wasting so much energy on nothing. Yeah. And just being exhausted all the time because I was waiting actively for something to happen. Right. That like impatience that builds inside of you. Like tension. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. You just carry it and it's, it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And so now like a lot of things translate into like irritation where I'm like, (laughs) I'm frustrated that I can't do anything about this, but also there's nothing to be done about it. So we're going to put it away for now. Mm -hmm. Um, so we talked about like the metacognition piece and what's interesting. So in group, we talk a lot about like the avoidance stuff. Right. And so we keep coming back to it is the thing. And so they're like trying to find a way to just like make it make sense for me. Cause I don't ever feel like I'm avoiding things. Right. Is are they talking about like avoiding pain or avoiding, avoiding like thinking about things or avoiding. Okay. I don't even know. So the one way they put it was. Yes, you are avoidant. What you're avoiding is... <clears throat> Ugh, what am I saying? Um, I don't even know. Like the emotion part, I guess. Okay. But even then, I'm like, yeah, I could feel a way about it, but I don't. Right. It, it's kind of not there. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> for the stuck points, it makes sense because I do absolutely avoid asking for help or mm-hmm. trusting other people to meet my needs. I have major fucking trust trust issues with the CPTSD, um, which in case you don't know is complex um, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, which generally just means that it's not one trauma, it's several Many, yeah. over a long period of time. 
Um, and so in a way I am avoidant because I avoid situations in which I could be vulnerable. Yeah. But for me, it's always just felt like self-protection in a way. I don't know. <clears throat> no, yeah. It absolutely is avoidant. And I acknowledge no, that. The way you justify it is yes. self-protection. Yeah. Yeah. That that seems to track. But it's also <laughs> not like I go into the world and I assume everybody's going to screw me over. No. There are people I trust, but like I save things up until I can deal with them with the people I trust. Right. That Instead of like broadening the possibilities of people I could trust. Right. So I did. I am like practicing that a little more these days, like reaching out to Summer and being more honest about like how I feel. Yeah. Um, because work is a lot of masking. It's a lot of this like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Oh, guess what? I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that happens a lot. But, yeah, I definitely avoid making myself vulnerable. But <laughs> I don't know that that will ever necessarily But you can change. be, it, though. Like, there are settings where you feel like you can yes. be vulnerable. Yeah. Right. It's not like you're avoiding it at all costs. Like, no. Never, ever be vulnerable. Right. And it's not like I'm avoiding negative emotion either. Right. Like generally the way it's sorted in my brain is like can i deal with this here and now no put it away we will we'll work on that later and there are times like well i'll come over here and <laughs> i will just cry it out um and rage for like a half hour and then i'm fine <laughs> like ta-da i'm regulated again because i dealt with dump. the thing yeah. yeah but yeah i don't know but i also don't feel like i'm like hitting my limits no with the stuff i'm holding on to and waiting until yeah, i yeah. can deal with it with somebody or with myself because that's a big one is like i like to examine those things alone like I, I like to sit down and examine it within myself so like that metacog piece again yeah what's interesting is i've been doing that i've been noticing a lot lately that i do it um there's like a time before i go to bed where Jen's writing still mm -hmm. and like people are still online, but I'm like, I want to get off. And at first I thought it was that I just wanted to get off to relax. Yeah. But I've built this habit of just examining what's going on within myself. Yeah. Right before bed. Yeah. Like I, I do the full breakdown. Like how am I doing emotionally? Why am I feeling in. this way? Physically what's going on? And I've, I don't know. I just accidentally kind of fell into this habit <laughs> of doing it before bed. So it's now my, my bedtime routine is I have to do Which that. Is, <clears throat> I think really helpful. It, it like, has been. Yeah. Like there have been things that I've been upset about that I didn't. Right. You don't recognize until right. you're like, oh, wow, that was really bothering me. Yeah. And even just identifying it helps. Mm -hmm. And then I can, you know, address it calmly at right. another point. But now, like, I'm questioning everything that I do because I'm like, am I feeling them and then dealing with them and being done with them? Or mm. am I rationalizing and rushing through the process? Oh. But also, do I need to draw it out like feel it all right because there are some things where i'm like you know you know when it like there's a like a flash issue where you're like that really bugged me that really bothered me and i'm feeling a, a way about it yeah and then i sit down i'm like okay why why did that get me so riled up and it's not like i'm like i don't know it's not like i'm trying to turn off that emotion i'm just trying to understand it yeah but apparently, like, I'm rationalizing all of my feelings instead of feeling feelings. But I'm like, <laughs> what is the difference? Someone help me understand. Yeah. Because I do. I like to examine it. I like to understand it. Mm -hmm. There's never a feeling where I'm like, I don't know why I feel this way. Huh. And then I move on. Like, I'm like, okay, hold on. Wait. 
this emotion does not make sense. Yeah. For what's happening right now. Pause. Why do I feel that way? I mean, I tried doing that that day. I tried to laugh and ended up crying. Yeah. But there was no sense. That was just chemical imbalance at its best. Your poor brain was like, I don't know. Just flush all the chemicals. Oh, he wants happy? Sad. Cry it all out. We're going to dump everything through the eyeballs. But I didn't feel sad either. It was the weirdest part. I was just crying. Mm -hmm. It was bizarre. But you know, like, your tears have different chemical makeup. Exactly. And your brain literally has to, like, wash shit out, like, flush it out. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when you're crying, your brain is dumping all of that, like, excess stuff, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is interesting. But I don't know. Where were we? Uh, We were at blame cult responsibility. Uh, Yes. Guilt cult. Cult. Guilt cult. The guilt cult. (laughs) The cult of self-deprecation. And we already hit needing a reason, too. Yeah. But it is. It's so interesting because, like. Oh, I've been cynical my whole life. <laughs> and so for me, it's like I can accept living in a world that is just awful mm-hmm. because it is like nothing is the way that you thought it was when you were a kid. But at the same time, like I have trust issues. So right. I'm OK in the chaos, but I'm also OK in the chaos because I have trauma. Mm-hmm. So do I throw myself into the chaos because that's what's comfortable and I avoid peace and quiet? I don't think that's true. I don't think so either because I do. I absolutely do take those moments and I'm like, I'm going to take a bath. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do for self-care today. Yeah. Or like, I need to go do this thing or pick up a new hobby or whatever it is. I, I like picking up a hobby. It's just a thing you do. I'm just going to pick up a new hobby real quick. <laughs> Sometimes. Not always. Yeah. Usually it's like I watch something and I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that. I can And then do this that. one was like, oh. I can buy these materials at the store. <laughs> I'm going to do this right now. Because I hate ordering things online. Yeah. I hate it. Because by the time it gets to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. It has passed. Yeah. The urge has gone. Yep. I'm, uh, I'm, I am I have the problem with computer parts because I always buy stuff for the computers. Mm-hmm. And I hate shipping it because I... It means that I have like three days of the computer being unusable. Yeah, and then you got to wait yeah. for the thing to come in. And then by then you're like annoyed with the task instead of Enjoying like pumped it. for the task. Yeah. yeah. ADHD and impatience. Ta-da. <laughs> we didn't really get to this. No, I don't think so. There's no, I don't know how well, to fit that, that in. Like making it make sense piece. Yeah. So I feel like if we go back to the like feeling cursed piece. Oh, yes. Okay. I think people, it's like that you need there to be a reason Mm -hmm. there has to be a reason because otherwise it doesn't make sense and i'm like nothing makes sense ever it's fine right but i don't know this is something that i tell my kids a lot and i think i've said it on the podcast before oh totally and this helps me to like deal with other people's behavior and how i like react to it is that they're not doing it to you they're just doing it Mm -hmm. because in the end human beings are self-centered um people like we just are (laughs) we are self-centered and we can't i don't know it's hard to differentiate like if it's about you we all want to think it's about us oh yeah well everyone's the star in their mind right right so like everyone's the main character i'm like huh no i'm the npc I like per- being support. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather like, be support. Please don't make me the main character. Give me a main character no. and I'll support them. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's 
but it, it's always helped me to like kind of sort through it all it's like they're not doing it to you they're just doing it you are not the main focus of that other human being's behavior mm-hmm. they are acting out of their own self-interest or their own emotionality or their own well you can apply it to yourself yeah you get the metacog that way mm-hmm. like i'm doing this <laughs> why am i doing this yeah like clearly i shouldn't be doing this but i am right for those like impulsive behaviors or self-injurious behaviors even yeah Yeah. or like when you lose control and you can see yourself being a jerk to your family or your friends and you're like i can see this happening and i can't stop i'm so sorry god let me be really mean for no reason stupid yeah (laughs) but again like you're not doing it to them right right just doing it Right. It's not about them. But yeah, we all want it to be about us. Right. Like, like I cut you off. It must be about you. No. Right. <laughs> Maybe they were in a hurry, which I think like in here, it's like where reframing comes in handy. Yeah. And we haven't really addressed it in group yet, but I really like using reframing. Do you feel like it's coming up actually? Maybe. It like might they're be. kind of building towards it right now. That would be good. But that's one of my like main coping mechanisms when reframing. I'm dealing with people. Because for me, like, I, I'm good at understanding people. We're, yeah. We are good at understanding people and their motivations and where they're coming from and their thought processes. <clears throat> and so I use a lot of reframing to, like, put myself in different shoes. But within the group, it's been really interesting because there are some people that I just can't. I'm like, I do not understand where you're coming from or what your thought process is. And it's hard because you can't like ask right in the middle of group and be like, hey, could you explain why you think that? I would really love to know. I'm very curious. It depends on the group. But yeah. I because I, I would I don't in my group, I might have done that with some people because I was close enough with some of them. Yeah. But again, and then having that conversation in front of everybody, maybe mm-hmm. not so much. But yeah, well, there was one point where I just put it in the chat when I had something to say. Yeah. Um, they were talking about something and. I went back through and what the heck did I say? I'm going to have to think about it for a second because I had it and now it's gone. It's gone forever. Um, oh, it was that like when we get stuck in our stuck points, right? We tend to use that as the lens to see everything else. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so when things go wrong or people like drop the ball on something, we tend to use that one instance as proof. Yeah. And justification well, for the way we're thinking. Exactly. Even if it was just the one instance, we go, oh, I knew that was going to happen. This is what always happens. And this is what all is always going to happen. Yeah. And it's all terrible. And this is just proof of how I've been thinking this whole time. Right. So we're almost on the lookout. Confirmation bias yeah. to the max. Yeah. Like they're almost on the lookout for somebody to screw them over. Yeah. Well, because then they're like, hey, yeah, there it is. Call right. It. Like, like, haha, told you so. You're being hypervigilant, one. <laughs> Two. It's well, not again, about like you. wasted energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of wasted energy. And like masking is a ton of wasted energy. And I just don't have any anymore. No. <laughs> to waste. I don't have spoons that I can give away for stupid stuff. No. And so now I just, I'm like, I'm not going to mask unless I absolutely have to. Yeah. Doesn't sound good. Are you dying? I am dying. I think we should end it. You ready? Yeah. We didn't really get to like a main point, but I think it's a really interesting conversation. Yeah. Well, and it has to do with what you're going through. Yeah. So next time you have group, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. 
where it progresses. So kind of think of this conversation as a, a to be continued as we right as, as we you learn go a little more further in. And, yeah, because we it's so interesting as we go further in, there's always going to be something that we're like, huh, hadn't thought of that. That's yeah. really interesting or really strange or which is comforting, too, because our, I think one of our stuck points because we grew up being observant and understanding people was like, oh, I can predict people. Oh, God. I know what's going to happen. I, Man, I've had that fight with myself so many times. Yes. Like, you don't. You don't, you can't know. Right. But, I'm like, you're not but a you mind reader. Right. right. <laughs> Doesn't, shut up. Shh, it's not proof of anything. It's one instance. Exactly. I swear. Mm-hmm. One. One time. It's not your body of evidence. I do have something Stop to it. say before we, we, we end. Okay. Next week... Hopefully, we could have a special guest. Yeah, we're yeah. going to have a special guest, and we're going to talk about um, being bipolar, mm-hmm. which I think will be interesting, because you could ask lots of questions, and yeah. then we can, we can kind of, between him and I, see what, what we have in common and what we don't. Like, so the, as a teenager, I was accused of being bipolar, but I'm definitely not. No, I definitely am. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. But it's not a bad thing. No. No, I mean, I took it as one at first, but... Right. Well, I think everybody does with a diagnosis that's, like, stigmatized. Oh, totally. Right? Like, personality disorders and mental health issues. And even yeah. autism is a big one, mm-hmm. which makes me so sad. I'm like, you shouldn't be afraid to have an autism diagnosis. But, yeah, so that'll be... Look forward to that. Yep. I'm I'm actually kind of excited. Yeah. We have to do it early, though, so it'll be kind of stressful. Yeah. <laughs> Just Remind little. me, like, the day before so I can set alarms and things. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'll talk to him. To do that. Yeah. Make sure that we don't hold him too long. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, my friends. Interesting conversation. I'm glad we had it. But yeah. I'm rearing to continue this um, in the next week. So to be continued. Stay tuned for more. Um, in the meantime, be good to you, be good to others. Check out our Teespring. Join our Discord. Like, share, subscribe, and hit the bell. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Um, We love you and we will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.